700,000 people left California in the last two years. This is not a new phenomenon. We're no longer the magnet we used to be. Some of our viewers might think this is not a bad thing because there's a lot of traffic and the housing costs are really high here. That's not the case because you have to ask yourself, why are people moving out of the state? We interviewed corporate CEOs as to what's your future in California? And what we heard back was, we're thinking of leaving the state. We can't survive here. My guest today is Dr. Jim Doty, President Emeritus and the leading economist at Chapman University. His research team has been studying the root cause of why people are leaving California. California is the second highest taxing state. But Governor Newsom mentioned that 95% of people in Texas pay more than Californians. That's just not true. Governor Newsom's basic message was, we are following the right policies in California. We are moving in a different direction. And I pointed out, yes, we are moving in a, in a different direction. We're moving out of the state. People are moving with their feet. I'm Siamai Korami. Welcome to California Insider. Jim, it's great to have you back on. Welcome back. Thank you. Great to be back. We want to talk to you about the phenomena of people leaving California. Recently, we had some numbers come out that uh, about 700,000 people left California in the last two years, and the population of California dropped by half a million. You might have better numbers. Can you tell us what's going on? No, those are generally, those are the numbers. Interestingly, a, a new data point came out uh, that was produced by the Debar Department of Revenue of California, and this would cover the period June to June uh, 2021 to 2022, and those data just released recently show that uh, California, on a net basis, lost 420,000 people in net domestic migration, namely 420,000 more people moved out of the state than moved in. Now, is this higher than the year before? It seems like this yes. is the trend accelerating. Yeah, I think the year before was uh, around 300,000. So this was a significant increase over and above that. And, and the scary thing is that if you go back, this is not a new phenomenon. The, the net loss in domestic migration started in 2011. So it's been more than 10 years, but it's been gradually increasing. First, it was a, a minor negative loss, and it's been building up each year, and generally, almost every year, it's been increasing. And we are hearing about it now, right? So is it, Well, is because the numbers are becoming uh, too hard to ignore. When you reach, if, if the net loss is 10 or 20,000 or 30 or 40 or 50, it's easy to disregard that because at the same time that's happening, you have immigration, foreign immigration, that's offsetting that, that loss in domestic migration. You also have the natural rate of increase in births, births minus deaths. So when we were beginning to lose people as a result of those moving out of the states, let's say mo losing 50,000, 100, even 200,000, you had foreign in-migration and the, and the natural rate of increase, births minus deaths, that offset that. So overall population increased even though people were moving out of the state. 
But now that net domestic migration has reached such highs that it has overwhelmed both foreign migration and the natural rate of increase. And that's why, as you point out, CMUC, the overall population of California for the first time the last couple of years has decreased rather significantly. Uh, we were close to 40 million in population and now we're closer to 39 million. Now, you mentioned the scary part was this trend started. Now, some of our viewers might think this is not a bad thing because there's a lot of traffic and the housing costs are really high here. When we lose people, probably things will get better. What are your thoughts on this? Well, that's not the case because you have to ask yourself, why are people moving out of the state? It's the people may not be moving out of the states by, let's say, a, a manufacturing worker. That manufacturing worker may not be paying all that much in taxation and may not see the tax advantages of Texas or Florida where income, uh, income taxes are zero as necessarily the lure. The thing that may be leading that person to move out of the state is the fact that he or she may have lost his or her job and as a result of seeking job outside of the state. So job formation outside of the state is greater. As a result, many manufacturing workers, especially in Los Angeles, lost something like 500,000 manufacturing jobs, are moving up because they're, they're following a job formation. They're going to areas where they could get you know, a job, a higher paying job. And that's happening because businesses are leaving the state. And that's a negative. Why are they leaving the state? In their case, they are seeking areas where uh, its uh, taxes are lower, uh, housing prices are lower, and uh, business regulation is less than what it is, less prohibitive. Uh, and environmental regulations are uh, such that they could uh, conduct their business in a more economical way and produce their goods and services at a cost where they're able to compete in an increasingly global uh, economic environment. So the people that are leaving, they're actually not leaving, they're leaving because there's no opportunity for them here. They, well, they may, yeah, really they, they may have lost their job or they may find a higher paying job elsewhere. But there are also people who are also, uh, especially those higher income people, uh, many higher income people are now, d d uh, their domicile is in Las Vegas, uh, in Oregon, Washington, or even uh, Arizona, uh, six months of the year so they could evade uh, California or avoid uh, California income taxes. Uh, California is the second highest uh, taxing state. The uh, uh, Tax Institute puts out a ranking of, of state taxes where they consider not just income tax, sales tax, property tax, corporate taxes, and California is the second highest uh, of all 50 states. The state's still doing fine. You, you mentioned that we're, gonna, we're losing these people. It looks like financially we're okay. We had a little bit of shortfall, but we had $100, million, $100 billion, and the budget has doubled in the last decade. Yeah. If you look at the budget numbers, it would appear that the state is doing well. But in fact, when you look behind the numbers, you realize that uh, uh, it's kind of a shell game. Uh, for example, that $100 billion uh, surplus was 
was never a hundred billion dollar surplus. It was the way the accounting was being uh, was being uh, articulated. For example, or, or uh, for example, much of that hundred billion dollar surplus was categorized as a surplus because many of the expenses uh, the governor claimed were required expenses. So you don't re you don't include those in a budget, but we're paying for them. So the the budget after you paid for these required costs was much less than $100 billion. Nonetheless, we had a surplus, not $100 billion, but closer to $30 billion. Turns out that much of that surplus was a result of federal uh, legislation and government response to the COVID crisis and subsidies to the state to pay for COVID-related expenditures. Because of the lead lag in, in that, we had a, uh, a surplus this last year of around $25 billion. Interestingly, the state, I don't know, this, this is state budgeting. They include that surplus in this year's, in this year's budget, in the, uh, uh, in the 22-23 budget. And now that, that surplus is not reoccurring. As a result, we have a $25 billion deficit, and now the state has to deal with that. And, and, and so that's what they're doing now. So we're no longer in surplus. We're now a $25 billion deficit. The other problem is if we have a recession or a business downturn this year, that will also have a negative impact on the budget, which means that the budget might grow from $25 billion to what we're saying at Chapman, more the like deficit, $50 right? billion. Dollars. The deficit, right? The deficit. Yeah. yeah. So, so essentially, we got, we got money from the federal government. We spent it. It was a one-time money, but we plan to get it again in the middle of a recession. Yeah, and now we have. And this many, many of the expenditures were lagged, so you had this twenty-five billion dollars to pay for ongoing uh, COVID-related issues because of the lagged effects, and and now that revenue isn't there anymore, and we can't. And the depend. expenses are but, still there. But, but they still put it in the revenue base as a because it was a surplus. They put it in the revenue, but it's not going to be there the uh, uh, next year when we actually have to spend the money. Now, what would be the impact on the people that are staying? Is there any impact for average Californians? Well, yeah, they may find that say, the freeways yeah. are a little it's easier to get around because uh, business is, uh, is lower than it otherwise might be. Uh, but uh, generally, those that, are, th those that are here may find that other economic growth uh, engines will be lessened. Uh, there's less demand for uh, uh, the goods and services of the companies that they may be uh, involved with. Uh, some that are in the food service industry, hotel industry, whatever it might be, their demand may be lower because overall economic activity is not growing. We have found in our analysis that uh, growing states were, were, were those states that have positive in-migration, like Florida, like Texas, those are the two fastest growing states in, in terms of net domestic migration. The, the, the very, you know, with that 400,000 loss in population, uh, Florida's is a 400,000 gain. And, and when you look at those states, overall incomes are increasing faster in Florida and Texas than they are in California. In addition, new businesses are tending to move in those areas because uh, there's more job formation, more income growth. So you see that 
the standard of living in those states is also increasing more quickly than a state that's losing its economic oomph, if you will. So essentially for us, that for the ones, that the people that are staying, uh, we're going to have less opportunity. Yeah, is that yeah, yeah. Less, uh, less overall economic opportunity, growth, growth in salaries, wages will be lower. And, and the kinds of jobs that create more prosperity in an area, higher taxes that, that help support uh, growth in our public infrastructure, repairs of freeways and bridges involve taxes, which in involve uh, bringing higher income people. So for example, the state of California is relying heavily on the growth and prosperity of the high tech industry. M much of its tax revenue is generated as a result of uh, what's happening in the Silicon Valley, and to a certain extent, Orange County, San Diego, Los Angeles, in terms of our high-tech industries. At Chapman, we put together, uh, with, in partnership with UCI, an advanced industry index, which measures job formation in high-value-added activities. Uh, these are jobs that are paying, on average, to a per 120,000 versus a median uh, job of 60,000. And those higher paying jobs generate a great deal of income for the state of California, also for the local governments that pay for uh, or, you know, urban costs and infrastructure uh, investment. And uh, California's relied on that, and much of its growth in revenue is because of the strength in that industry. What, were, what would happen if now those very industries that have supported the state and uh, have generated incomes to support local industries in those communities, what happens if that growth rate reduces in, 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 in growth, but also may even diminish as a result of areas like Austin, uh, Silicon Slope, Salt Lake City, Nashville, areas of Florida uh, and, 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 and Texas growing more rapidly. And these industries that have paid higher value added jobs begin to migrate to uh, other areas in the country. And we're already at Chapman beginning to see evidence of that, that high value added jobs are also moving to those states with less uh, regulation, lower taxes and lower housing costs. And in your studies and what you've observed, is there going to be a point where Californians here will see the impact of this? See, look, it's already here. We're already seeing it. And I think the state is beginning to realize that uh, something needs to be done about it. I don't think our, our government uh, nor our corporate community can ignore it anymore. You're talking big numbers. Loss of four, more than 400,000 people will ultimately have a negative impact on the economy, it's already, and it's already happening. If you look at economic growth states over the last three or four or five years, you see California is lagging. There was a recent report that uh, came out of uh, Chapman University, and uh, Joel Kotkin, uh, uh, and uh, his team, his research team, uh, just showed that uh, California's economic growth over the last five years has been lower than other states. As a result, we're, we're losing that competitive edge that we had, and as a result, uh, the e economic growth translates to 
higher standards of living and lower economic growth, lower standards of living. So we're going to see it in lower standard of living, more poverty and things like that, right? Is that exactly. That more and more homelessness and less in the way of public revenues, tax revenues get, that can help deal with those problems in a strategic way. Before we continue, we would like to thank Shen Yun for sponsoring this channel. I lived in China for two years and experienced two different Chinas. One is the China we know now, unfortunately with communism. And the other is ancient Chinese culture with 5,000 years of history, strong values, ethics and morality that has been lost. Shen Yun Performing Arts is reviving this 5,000 years of Chinese traditional culture. It takes you back in time to magical world of ancient China with a unique blend of brilliant dancing, beautiful costumes, and legends coming to life. Go to ShenYun.com to find out the schedule and theater information. It's a lifetime experience you don't want to miss. Book your tickets today. Now let's go back to the interview. Now, is this why you guys at Chapman, you guys have done a lot of work on this, and you mentioned Joel Kotkin yourself and other colleagues of yeah. yours. Is this why you guys are doing this? Absolutely. Uh, we, we think it's very important to track what's going on because while people may generally see, gee, well, you know, California is not doing as well, you need data to, and to analyze and to find out what's going on. So one of the, we did a survey uh, a year ago uh, under the auspices of Chapman University. It was a statewide survey. And uh, we did that in consort with UCI and also UC uh, San Diego. And we interviewed corporate CEOs as to what's your future in California? And what we, were he what we heard back was, we're thinking of leaving the state. We can't survive here. Uh, and interestingly enough, it wasn't as much on the taxation front as it was on uh, the regulatory front. Business regulation is so uh, uh, extreme, it's very difficult for us to do business, conduct business in a way that uh, uh, can provide the goods and services we produce at an affordable price. And they're, they're either we're going to be leaving the state or we're planning to leave the state. Now, Governor Newsom, California government seems to have a different perspective on this. Um, Governor Newsom mentioned that it's the, the immigration policies that uh, we're not giving enough visas for people to come in. That's why we're losing the populations. What are your thoughts? No, the, well, the data simply, CMUC does not support that. There are two different kinds of population uh, data that we track, we track very closely. One is foreign immigration, which is still positive, but declining. Uh, but the major problem is the net domestic migration, which is the loss of 400,000. So. Governor Newsom might say that, well, we're, we're, we're not bringing in as m much in the way of foreign immigration, but the real problem is the drop in domestic uh, migration. And uh, you know, three or four years ago, foreign immigration was enough to offset that, but it's not anymore because more and more people are leaving the states for other, leaving California for other states versus those moving in. Uh, I just wrote a uh, the piece that appeared in the Wall Street Journal, and it, it the, I started the piece by pointing out Governor Newsom was in California, and he was, and his basic message was, 
Well, the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, and uh, Florida, uh, Governor DeSantis, they don't, and basically, I'm not, I'm not putting, putting words in his mouth. He basically said they don't know what they're doing. We are following the right policies in California. We are moving in a different direction. And I pointed out, yes, we are moving in a, in a different direction. We're moving out of the state. People are moving with their feet. Now, what do you think is the root cause of all this? Like if it's not just one, it's a number of things, but most of our research suggests that the major cause is a higher taxation. When you are second or third, uh, depending upon what measure you look at, in terms of overall uh, state taxation, overall, not just one kind of tax, but overall taxation, you're, when That's you're that extreme, all 50 states, uh, in one ranking, uh, California is the second highest. In another, it's the third highest. When you're that, when it, when you're that kind of anomaly, way out on the extreme, it's got to have an impact on where people live and work. The other is that uh, if you look at regulation, which is more difficult to measure the extent of regulation, but a recent statistic put out by uh, the uh, George Mason University. Uh, in their Mercator Institute where they rank regulation. Again, California is off the charts in terms of regulation. And, uh, and so that's another issue. The third is housing costs. And, uh, but to a certain extent, how California housing will always be more than the average because uh, the amenities of California are so desirable. Now, in terms of climate. You mentioned we were the second or third on taxes, but Governor Newsom mentioned that 95% of people in, in Texas pay more than Californians. That's that nonsense. In taxes. Ab that's just not true. Uh, Texas ranks, I believe in the overall ranking, uh, if, 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 if California is the 49th highest, uh, Texas is the 13th highest, Florida is the fourth highest. Because what this measure does, it takes into account not just income tax, but uh, property tax, sales tax, corporate tax. And when you put all of those taxes together, California ranks 49th. What Governor Newsom is pointing to is property tax, where because of Jarvis Gann, Prop 13, we are lower in one tax, namely real estate taxes. The, the, the tax that people pay on their homes is lower in percentage terms than, than uh, Texas. But that's just one tax. What if you're paying a uh, marginal rate of 13, 15, 14, 15% in sales, in income tax? That has a much more significant impact than uh, uh, than property taxes. So you have to weight them all together to really have a objective measure of the uh, taxation impact. And when you take that overall weighted measure, by far, New Jersey is first, then uh, California, then New York is third, Illinois is right up there. When you take all the, if you look at those states, all of those states are experiencing losses in net domestic migration. In fact, what we did was we ranked every state, and to see it more clearly, we looked at the 10 lowest tax states 
by this overall measure, the next 10, the next 10, all the way to the highest 10, which would which include California, California New York, uh, New Jersey, Illinois. And you do that, you find it's a, it's a, it's a gradual uh, increase in net domestic migration. As taxes go up in each of those quintiles, more and more people on average will be moving out of those states or in the end moving towards those states where taxation is lower. So people are moving from places that have high taxation to the ones that have the lowest. Is exactly. That in fact, that's the most extreme. You'll find that the low tax states have very high domestic in-migration and the high tax states have you know, very high out-migration. If you're enjoying this interview, I had a chance to ask a few more questions from Dr. Dodi on how the real estate market is doing as a result of this exodus. You can go to insiderca.com to watch this exclusive segment. Now let's go back to the interview. Now, it's very interesting. Now, the state leaders, there seems to be, is already acknowledging that this is a problem. Because from your perspective, you're looking at this and you're seeing this as a scary trend. Yeah. Is this viewed the same way in the state? Well, I don't think publicly you're going to hear the governor talking about this problem. Uh, and the reason for that is that it's an admission that something is radically wrong. Why would people be leaving such a beautiful state where climate is so great, the environment is so great? Why are more people moving out than moving in? That's an admission of abject failure. So you're not going to hear that. But I believe behind the scenes, and you look at some of the committees being formed, you, you're, you're seeing a recognition that there is a problem. The survey that we were asked to conduct about why people are leaving and what CEOs think, that, was, that came about as a result of some governmental concern uh, at the UC level that with more and more people move, moving out, uh, admission to uh, our universities will, will be reduced as well. And, uh, you know, for public institutions especially, you want to serve the, the local community first and foremost and keep those people, those, those newly trained engineers, uh, those people graduating in the, in the STEM disciplines, those people graduating from universities have higher value added. You want to retain those people, not lose them to other states, especially after the incredible investment our public, uh, our public has put into the development of that value, high value added capital. So you can see why they're concerned. Uh, if uh, you train an engineer or a business leader uh, or, a, or a loss, uh, you know, a, a lawyer, uh, uh, and, and then they, and, 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 and remember, we're subsidizing these students in many ways, both in private education, at the, in higher education. We're subsidizing that because it's a public good when you, when you have a higher value added person living in the state. But if after you do all this and then they leave for Texas, Austin, uh, or uh, Orlando in Florida, or Nashville, or Salt Lake City, uh, we're losing the benefits of all of that investment that we placed in these people. Now, do you see this in your own class? Do you yeah, see well, yeah. I, I, well, uh, we don't do it, uh, a survey uh, uh, of Chapman graduates in particular, but we know that more and more graduates of 
California schools are leaving the state. So if they're doing it generally, I'm sure they're doing it uh, uh, in, uh, for Chapman University as well. And that's why I'm particularly concerned. Here after training all these econometricians in advanced statistics, where they have this incredible ability in data analytics, and to lose these people to other states means that we're losing our best and brightest. Is there any hope for us to change this trend? I'm hopeful that, well, there are a number of things that happen. To put a positive spin on it, I believe the, the extent of the problem is now at such a level it can't be ignored. And as a result, I believe that our state government will begin increasingly to look at ways to deal with it. For example, the fact that housing prices are too high has led to public policies that are attacking NIMBY, not in my backyard, and creating more opportunities for, for home building. Uh, but much, much more has to be done. The real problem is that, that we have such high taxes. But on the positive side, we're not, I believe, people, people recognizing the outflow, there's not going to be uh, success at the legislative level of some of the extreme proposals that are being bandied about. Like now, uh, they're, be, they're discussing the possibility of a wealth tax in California. And the very states that are banding together with California, Illinois, New York, and others, are the very states where people are moving out. So, uh, so because of this issue, the challenge that these states are confronted with that people can move with their feet, there's less likelihood that some of these extreme proposals will be approved. Now, from what you see, what will California look like five years from now or 10 years from now from, for our audience members? Because well, you're, you're looking at it from a perspective of an economist watching, and you've been watching this trend, and most people, we had no idea this is happening until a couple of years ago. Yeah. It depends what California does and what its policies will be in the future. But over the five years, there's a long lag before you begin doing things and then a positive outcome. So over the next five years, I see we're going to be losing more and more of our tax base. Uh, migration will still be negative. Uh, will be neg net domestic migration will be negative. Uh, population growth will be negative. Uh, and as a result, uh, uh, we're going to be losing uh, our pizzazz, our, our, our ability to uh, deal with many of the urban problems that we face. And as this problem becomes more extreme, I think you'll see California losing more of its high-tech, high-value-added uh, advanced industry uh, to other states. And California may become more of a kind of a, a Santa Barbara a retirement community where, where higher income people who can afford the higher taxes, the higher prices, don't need to deal with some of the regulatory issues. We'll be living here, but we will not be the, the growth machine or the growth engine we have been in terms of uh, business development. Now, you mentioned the tax base, and you mentioned this uh, a few times, like losing the, the tax base. What does that mean for average Californian? What does that mean? Well, for example, you lose your tax base. Uh, that means that uh, the government cannot respond to the challenges that we face on education, more importantly, infrastructure development, uh, in terms of uh, what we're going to do to repair our freeways, deferred maintenance, uh, and, 
and deal with some of the uh, public issues we're dealing with, like homelessness and, and other uh, urban and uh, uh, socioeconomic problems. Now, Jim, you moved here from Chicago, right? Is that? Yeah. I moved uh, here from Chicago. I was just getting my degree from the University of Chicago, and I was looking around, and I was attracted to Chapman, at that time Chapman College, because uh, uh, Ch California was the golden state. Uh, I had visited here when I was a kid with our family. We went to Disneyland when Disneyland first opened up. And I fell in love with the state. I fell in love with the palm trees, the mountains, the environment, the ocean. Beautiful state. So I, along with many others, we were moving to California, the California dream. And, and just as people are moving out of the state now, back then people were moving into the state. And California became a growth machine and our prosperity increased. And uh, we became the model for the U.S. Uh, so I was part of that, um, that migration. Unfortunately, that migration now is moving in the other direction. Did you As ever people think now are chasing their dreams, going to uh, other states instead of, uh, instead of uh, California. We're no longer the magnet we used to be. Did you, think, did you ever think this could happen? No. Quite frankly, I, could never, I couldn't even conceive, it, uh, conceive of it. Uh, because uh, this is such an incredible place to live. So, Jim, we're, we're kind of told one story from the California government, but we are, uh, you're telling us a different story. You know, we're told that this is not a big deal it's because of the visas, we didn't give visas, and the taxes are here lower than other states. It seems like there's a kind of a denial of this problem. It's a, it's a disconnect, and until we uh, confront the issue and be honest about the issues and the challenges confronting our state, we're not going to be able to move in the right direction. What do you think it would take for us to be honest? Like, is it if we come and honestly say we have a problem, that's going to be a huge? I, I'm not sure, but uh, as I pointed out, I really believe that the problem now has become so acute that. Uh, the state cannot ignore it anymore. And our public servants cannot ignore it. And increasingly, I think there will be pressure to, uh, to put together the kinds of policies and the kind of strategy that uh, deals more effectively with, uh, with uh, the issues that we are being confronted with. So it seems like they approached you guys for a survey, like they're, they're concerned about it. But at the same time, when we're talking to business leaders, the legislature is still passing laws that are semi very anti-business. Yeah, but not as much as they used to, and they're not as successful as they were. It seemed like every year the uh, marginal tax rate kept going up, and there was enough public support for it in spite of the fact that, of course, the Assembly, Senate, and executive branch of state government is uh, dominated by Democrats. Uh, if the Democrats had uh, the uh, uh, ability to do so, taxes would be increasing much, continue to increase. Uh, and the, not only tax rate, but property taxes, and we're not seeing that. And many of these, the, the, the proposals from some assembly members, senators, and so on, to, uh, to increase taxation and government regulation, it, it, it's not moving anywhere. Because why? 
while they may not be saying it because it's an admission of guilt, they're not uh, moving in that direction because they realize it will exacerbate this uh, people flight problem that we're experiencing. So you see the legislature quietly realizing something is wrong. Exactly. Slow down. Yeah, yeah. We're not seeing some of the onerous legislation, both in terms of uh, regulatory policy and tax policy that we've seen before. We're not seeing relief, significant relief, but we're, we're beginning to see at least an ebb and flow, uh, not more extreme policies. And who knows, maybe some of these other states, all these Californians leaving now for other states, they may, they may uh, and some of these other states are worried about it, they may- Maybe change those states. They, yeah, they, they, we may be exporting some, <laughs> some of this California malaise to other states. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts for us? Well, the, first of all, Simak, thank you for giving uh, individuals an opportunity to uh, articulate some of the issues, challenges facing our state because that's first and foremost to get these issues, these challenges out in the open so we can begin to confront them rather than ignore them. Dr. Jim Dodi, Professor of Economics at Chapman, it was great to have you on California Insider. Thank you, Simak. If you like the show and our content, you should go to insiderca.com and sign up to our newsletter because we never know what can happen with social media and other platforms in terms of distributing our content. If you'd like to come on the show and be an insider, you can reach out to us at cainsider at epochtimesca.com. Again, it's cainsider at epochtimesca.com. We would love to have you on the show to tell us what's going on in your field in California. Thank you for watching. Please click the icon on the left to subscribe to our channel. We bring you the most pressing issues California is facing with straightforward and in-depth interviews. See you in the next video.